Welcome to our first episode of Knowledge Wins, our SWIC podcast. I'm your host, Major Anthony Aguilar, and our guest for our first and inaugural episode is Major General Patrick Roberson, the Commandant of the Special Warfare Center and School. So good morning, sir, and, and welcome to the podcast. Good morning, Tony. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for, thanks for being our first guest for our first episode. Great to be here. Thank you. So General Roberson has over 30 years of experience as an officer in the United States Army. He was commissioned as an infantry officer, and then after going to selection for special forces, has now served most of his career as a, as a special forces officer. He's commanded at every level of leadership in special forces, and most recently came back from a one-year deployment as the commander of the Special Operations Joint Task Force Operation Inherent Resolve, overseeing the territorial defeat of ISIS, and now he is serving as our, as our commandant. So the, the theme of our first episode today is going to be mentorship and the value of mentorship in the Army. So the Army describes mentorship, more so defines it as a, as a relationship that exists between someone of more experience and someone of lesser experience, and it's more of a, a formal relationship, not just casual, but actually defined as a, as a formal relationship. So um, based on his experience in the military and obviously being a mentor to many and mentored by some, we wanted to have a discussion with General Roberson this morning on mentorship. So just to start off, sir, yeah. uh, what is, um, you know, how would you describe the, the role of a, of a mentor from your experiences? Well, I think that a mentor is, can be a lot of different things, but I think some of it has to do with like, is he setting the right example? Is he, you know, is he there for a person when they need them the most? Is he there to talk to a guy about, hey, this is your, the career path I see you on, or is this more about on a personal level? Uh, how do I see you as a, uh, a human being? What's our relationship? Uh, so I think taking an interest in a person, to me, to me, mentorship outside of like the army piece is, and I guess I have to think about it as an older person is more about, am I interested in you as a person and your development as a, uh, as a human being, you know, re regardless of whether you're a military subordinate of mine or, or somebody else. And it, ha it can be a formal relationship or it can be informal also because you should take time out of your day to mentor all kinds of people if you can. Because it's really, you have to have the spirit of someone, first of all, am I interested in you? Can I, can I demonstrate to you that I'm interested in you? Because if I can show you that I'm interested in you in some ways, uh, you'd trust me, and then you would trust me maybe to talk to me about, you know, what's going on, and then I think I could, you know, help you at least by explaining, hey, these, this is the way that I see things in the world, whether it's your career or the military or your personal life or anything else of that matter. I look at mentorship as a very wide-ranging, you know, type of thing, and people that, people can sense almost instantly if you're not interested. If, you, if you're just reading a form to them, I think that can be a turnoff for a lot of people. So yes, as a leader, because if you are a leader, you are a mentor, I think by nature, you need to understand how to be interested in people. And part of that, even if I would be mentoring you, would be, I'm gonna listen to you, right? Yes, Active listening. I'm not just gonna, you're not gonna learn from me just by me talking to you about, you know, uh, what I've learned throughout my career or thing that's part of it but the other part is I got to be willing to listen to you so that I know okay this is where you're at in your life and what's going on what are the issues that you're facing facing what are the successes uh, that you have so that is how I look broadly at mentorship I have some specific subcategories like as a senior raider we could I could look at myself as a senior raider and maybe I owe the people that I'm 
senior rating, you know, some specific, you know, counseling a bit more drilled down. So that's a that's a group of people that I have to like take specific, you know, care to to mentor. Like, what do I expect out of them? Uh, how do I see them? Where do they, you know, stack up in that world of people that I, I senior rate? Then there are other people that I've worked with that I know that maybe I maintain a relationship with and. Uh, you know, we email or we call or I try to call them because it's kind of a two-way street and talk to them about, hey, how's it going? How can I help you? Uh, can you help? And then some days maybe I need their help and they can tell me about things that are going on in, in their life. But it's not, it's not always professional. I find that to be rather a, uh, that's, that can be a mistake. I think that when you think about mentorship that people can make, they, they only think in terms of like professional, like operational kinds of stuff and most people don't think in that one-dimensional kind of way you know I can't see people as just military guys you have to see people as a holistic person and you have to approach people from that from that way part of the conversation or the discussion or the mentee mentor kind of piece is always about what how's the your profession how are you doing in your profession but other parts of it are about you have hobbies, you've got a family, you've got all kinds of other things. How's that all going? Yes, sir. I think uh, an aspect that you touched mm -hmm. on in, in that was um, the word trust. I think that when you yeah. talk about the, the relationship between a, a mentor and a mentoree, um, that despite what form it takes, that trust is probably a very important aspect of that to maintain a relationship over time. Some sure. relationships are probably while you serve for that individual as, your, as he was your commander or you serve to that individual when you know, they were a subordinate, but if it continues over time, I think that that definitely demonstrates the, the trust of relationship. So I appreciate uh, you sharing that, sir. And I, you know, as, as I recall, you know, my experience in the Army as a, as a young lieutenant, there's a, there's a lot of options for a mentor and not as many options for a mentoree because you're kind of at the bottom of the ladder there. Um, so that, that can be a challenge in some ways, but as you move up in the ranks, becoming a, a two-star general, a three-star general, it seems that the the mentor population shrinks, but your mentoree population grows. So, who would you would consider now in this point in your career that's still a, a mentor for you? I think there's a lot of guys, a lot of people have retired that have been there. I mean, I've served, I've served both in peacetime and in combat with a sure. lot of, you know, great folks. Again, many of them have retired, but also I would say there are people that I take parts from that were superior to me. They were my commanders. They were other people that I'm like, wow, that's really a fantastic person. I'd like to know how they did this or what they, what they took from it. But there are also people that I would consider to be somewhat mentors, people that I could look to and say, that is a great example of how to uh, lead your life that are NCOs. Uh, some subor subordinates that I've worked with, I'm like, wow, that guy is really on it, I could probably learn a lot from that guy, even as a, even though he is a uh, subordinate to me. I think you have to keep an open mind about those types of things, and uh, I get to see lots of people. So, uh, I mean, I, I keep that all in mind that we all are, we all are men and women out there, and uh, I may have had a little bit more experience in some, not as much as others, and uh, I have a lot to learn from everybody. And I, you have to keep, if you're, if you're in a mentee, I think spirit of mind. You have to be kind of humble, and you have to say that you have to say to yourself, like I have a lot to learn from a lot of people. You can't you can't be so uh, 
closed mind that you think you know everything or that you think you've, your course is set and there's no place else for you to go except your own path. You can always learn from other people. Yes, that's, how I, that's how I look at it and approach it. Not to say I'm perfect at it, but I try to be that way. Absolutely, sir. And I think that in today's, today's army, in, as a product of today's day and age, mm -hmm. uh, the, the pace of our work, the op tempo, the deployments, the, um, you know, just the deluge of daily tasks that sometimes uh, we may not have time for a committed mentorship type relationship. But I think that there's, um, you know, just to share with the larger audience, there's things that you've implemented here at SWIC that do take a role of mentorship, such as, you know, a formal program of the command reading program yeah. that takes shape in a in a more of an informal discussion with select leaders, NCOs, um, students, and and part of the body of SWIC. Do you can do you consider those engagements as as a model of mentorship? Well, the first thing I consider those to be would be a leader professional development yes, program, sir. but the yes. Does mentorship and leader professional development program, can they be one and the same? Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that I, I try to do in those programs, you know, we're going to read it, we'll talk, read a book, talk about it. Usually the book has something to do with, you know, our professional lives and personal lives too, because some of these books are, you know, encompass both. Uh, but yes, I want to hear what other people think about, you know, these books, because first of all, I'm learning from other people and I'm learning about what the people under me think. And second of all, I want to make sure that people drew out of these books and these interactions the things that I'm thinking also because because I am the commander and I want to make sure that everybody understands they have a shared vision with me about how I think about things and how I see things. So if you consider mentorship to be shared understanding and shared vision with your uh, leader, then that's exactly you know what we're doing in different kinds of ways. It's uh, I think these these books are multi-dimensional in some ways. It's not just like, hey, how many people did we train in the uh, the Q course? It's a very, you know, one-dimensional way of uh, of thinking about a relationship with somebody. But if you if you can broaden it out, you know, and think about it in more abstract, like, hey, what do you think about these things that are kind of outside our everyday scope of work? Have you exercised your brain in these ways? Because a lot of these books are about leadership and management and talent seeking and you know all these other kinds of things that we're, we're doing. So it gives me a, a good feel for how people approach pro, uh, approach problems and approach thinking. And I think it gives you know the population that we're you know looking at out there. Hey, this is the boss. This is what he thinks. Many people. What I try not to do. What I want to avoid very much is someone to tell me that's in my command. I don't know what you're thinking. I want to make sure that people know what I'm thinking. Absolutely. And if, if I'm a mentor and I'm sharing, you know, my myself with somebody in these kinds of ways, they need to know what are you thinking? How are you thinking about these things? And how do you approach these problems? Yes, sir. How did you approach these problems? So Absolutely. I, th I think that there's there's many ways that the uh, the mentorship can can take forms through different yeah. uh, professional venues that we already have in the army and I and I would I would agree with um, the point that you know, if it's if it's always professional or structured, it may turn some people off to to that relationship. But if it's but if it's more of a, a part of the daily routine or a part of things that are already part of our daily battle rhythm, um, there's opportunities for that that mentorship that can go beyond just a a sit down session. So I think yeah. I think that's very valuable, sir. And I consider doing physical training with people. I consider absolutely. that to be leadership development. 
also it's also part of sharing you know my vision and intent with people it also gets people out to do PT which I want to make sure that they're doing but you could look at that as also as mentorship also because at the end of every PT session that we do we talk to people about here's what here's the world as I see it from my level how do you see the world or do you have any questions or comments about that I mean open open dialogue I think and mentorship and menteeship go hand in hand and you always want to promote that honest feedback uh, that type of thing absolutely sir mm -hmm. one of the one of the pillars of our institution here um, that makes up a lot of what we do is the is the selection and assessment piece of our yeah. programs sometimes it's it's difficult to find a a role as a mentor in that because there's a very formal uh, position of, of evaluator and candidate yeah. um, I would think that there there's probably opportunities there where a, a candidate going through our pipeline who is successful or not but in most cases successful sees a an NCO that was a, a cadre member at SFAS or in Robin Sage um, what would you recommend to some of our, our cadre to to make themselves available to have a mentorship role later in that course of that individual. As an example, um, when I went through selection and assessment, uh, Bobby Cinco uh, was the, the first sergeant of the of Echo Company that ran selection. And since that time, there were, you know, I've come across him in my career, and now that he's retired, stayed in touch with him, and, and he, has, he has a mentorship role in my life. And that was something that um, you don't necessarily see a lot of, but I think that there's probably room for that in our population where we're a very we're kind of a smaller niche than the big army in terms of the yeah. CA, PSYOP, and SF. So what would you offer to the, the cadre and to the instructors sure. that have that, that very formal role, but there's opportunity for mentorship later? I think uh, that a lot of uh, people, including military people, they live very much like in the moment. They don't think about themselves in the future maybe they don't even think about themselves in the past and yes, they don't understand like maybe the people that I'm having interactions with right now I don't I shouldn't just look at these people as uh, you know candidates or students I need to look at these people and say hey where would I be five years from now where could I be five years from now many of the people that I'm with right now could be on my ODA with me five years from now and how would I want to treat somebody if I'm a team sergeant or I'm a company sergeant major how would I want people to know that I treated them during these courses Would I would want to be a mentoring type person or would I want to be a person that's seen as a, somebody that harasses people a petty kind of a person how do I how do I want to be to be seen And if you think about it kind of in those ways as a as a leader or a mentor or a future mentor you think about yourself five years or ten years you know down the road and how would, how would I want to behave? How would I want to project myself you know, to these people? Then I think that we, you, I'm not saying most, most of our guys, 99% of our guys are doing exactly the right stuff. But you should always think about yourself, hey, in the future, the future me, I might be in charge of these guys. And how do I, how do I want you know, to, uh, to treat them? How do I want to treat them as members of the future members of the regiment? That's how I. I would ask that people would look at it. Yes, sir. So um, as we as we begin to wrap up here, sir, mm -hmm. I just wanted to kind of ask so we can provide, you know, just some some tangible points for everyone out there that's listening. That for mentorees and mentors, what would be the the top three characteristics that you that you would think that a, a really good mentor 
should demonstrate? Well, I think trust is the big one because people do not want to be usually mentored by somebody that they're not going to trust. Yes, sir. And, and one of the biggest things on that is it's almost instantly, instant with people is somebody can tell, are you interested in me? Are you interested in yourself only or are you interested in me? Some people it can be 30 seconds in, maybe some people five minutes, but most people know hey, this guy, he's interested in only himself or he's only, he's interested in everybody as a group. So, sure. and that's where you get trust from. I think that uh, that'd be one. I think, I think the other, uh, the other stuff, as I said, they have to be interested in other people. You know, you, you, this is not something that I think that people are necessarily born with. You have to develop this. And, you know, over the course of time, the Army has decided for a long time we had this spate of, you know, suicides. And the whole mantra was, hey, do you know your people? Are you out there? Are you interested in them? I had to think about that for a very long time and say, hey, you can't just look at soldiers or anybody else and, you know, not say, hey, how did you get to where you're at? What's your past been? Are you, you know, what's your personal life like? Because you can learn a lot, even I can, about people and you get to know your soldiers. I think you have to be interested in other people. So there's trust. Uh, there's being interested in other people. Um, I think those are the, uh, as far as a, a mentor goes, and then all the other stuff that just goes into being a good leader. You know, Absolutely. Do you lead by example? Do you set the right example? You know, are you leading everybody in the right path? Are you visionary? Do you share? Can you can you talk to people? Can you express your your vision? Can you get people to understand what you're talking about? So that's, that's pretty much where I'm at on that. Yes, sir. And mm -hmm. mentorship is a is a two way relationship: mm -hmm. the mentor and the mentoree. So, uh, yeah. from your experiences, having been someone that has been mentored, but has obviously mentored um, a lot of officers and, and subordinates, um, what would you think would be a one or two characteristics of a of being a good mentoree? Uh, I think first of all, you have to, if you want to be kind of formally mentored, have a relationship, you have to seek a person out. I really, uh, maybe I'm a little bit, uh, frail like this, but if someone sends me a note and says, Hey, I heard you on this, what podcast? I'm like, okay, well, I appreciate that. I like feedback too. Yes, sir. Uh, so that's good. And then if they want to reach out to you and ask you for, Hey, you know, would you, would you, what's your advice on this? What do you think? I, I don't mind that at all. I think that's great. I can't necessarily give somebody uh, advice or mentorship if I don't know, you know, what they need, and I don't always have time, you know, to, to sit down in a formal session with people. But I never, I don't mind at all people coming up to me or sending me a note and saying, "Hey, I'm struggling with this. What do you think about this?" I, that that's as a mentoree. I think that's one of the things, and I, and I have trouble with it myself. I don't usually like to go to other people and say, hey, I'm, I'm working through this. What do you think mm -hmm. about this? But that is something I need to work on. But I think if you want to be mentored, you have to think about that and say, hey, what do you think about this? Give me some advice on this. Yes, sir. And then I also think this goes back to the mentor part. Like if someone is reaching out to you and asking these questions, you certainly can't be dismissive of them. You have to be, hey, this is an opportunity to, you know, mentor this person or lead this person or whatever, show this person the way. Yes, sir. So that's some of the stuff I'm thinking about. I think that's that's excellent advice, sir. And I um, appreciate your time today and appreciate the uh, the opportunity to get to discuss with you for our for our audience. Mm -hmm. um, again, everyone, General Roberson is the, the current commandant and commanding general of the Special Warfare Center and School and Special Operations Center of Excellence. Here at the Special Warfare Center and School, we select, assess, and train, and educate all future SOF. 
and this podcast has been our first episode. So thank you, sir, and you're part of part of history with our, our first episode. Knowledge wins and winning matters. Thank you for tuning in.